Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the church on the lawn. What a beautiful, glorious day we have to celebrate the triumphant entry of Jesus in Palm Sunday. And I'm surrounded by palms, and, and it's, it's a wonderful feeling to be here to worship with you. Let's start and go to the Lord. We have an exciting worship set for you today. I don't want you on your seat. I want you to get up and celebrate with me now. You hear me when I call You're the morning song Through darkness fills the night I see the light For whom shall I fear? You crush the enemy Underneath my feet You are my sword and shield Oh, I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind. The God of angels armies is always by my side. Who reigns forever? Who is a friend of mine? The God of angels armies always by my side. your name alone you can say you will deliver me from the victory whom shall I fear whom shall I fear oh I know who goes before me I know who stands behind God of angels' armies is always by my side. Who reigns forever? Who is a friend of mine? The God of angels' armies is always by my side. Nothing for me now will stay. You won't know You are faithful. For you are faithful. Kiss me, I will stay. You own the world in my hand. I'm holding on to all your promises, Lord. Because you are faithful. You are faithful. You are faithful. That's right. Be faithful in God. I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind. The God of angels' armies is always by my side and your side too. The one who stands forever. He is a friend of mine. The God of Armies is always by my side. Come on now. 
too. Amen. Come on, let's hear it up for God. Come on. Even you at home. Even you at home. Let's hear it up. Here we go. All right, if you're at home, clap your hands with me now. We're going to celebrate Palm Sunday. Here we go. Come on. Love the Lord your God with all your heart And all your soul and all your mind And all your strength Love the Lord your God with all your soul and mind And all your strength With all your heart and your soul With all your mind and your strength Love the Lord your God with all your soul and all your mind and all your heart and all your strength. That's right, with all your strength, all your mind and all your soul. Love the Lord your God with all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind all your strength. Come on now. And all your That's right. Love the Lord your God with all your mind and soul and heart and all your strength. Love the Lord your God with all your soul and heart and mind and all your strength with all your Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. Come on. Come on now. Come on. Go now. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and all your strength. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and all your strength. Come on now. With all your and your soul, with all your mind and your strength. Love the Lord your God with all your soul and heart and mind and all your strength. 
So love the Lord your God with all your heart and mind and soul and all your strength. That's right. Isn't that right? I love the Lord with all your heart and soul and mind and all your strength. All right. So what a glorious day we have here. Look at the sunshine. If you're not here, next week we've got to have you out because it's going to be a glorious Easter celebration. You're going to see a preview of what's going to happen soon. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful day. So make sure you, you set your, your, your calendars to come and see us because we will be here worshiping God. Amen. Do I hear amen from that? Do I hear it? That's right. That's right. Let me get this set real quick, and we're going we're gonna to do a fun song called Risen. Here it is. Risen, he's risen, forever glorified. He's risen, King Jesus. Jesus is alive. Come on now. Oh, yeah, come on. Oh, hallelujah. Ah. He's risen and alive. Where are you now? Forever power. Death, where is your sting? Conquered by our King. He's risen. He's risen forever glorified. He's risen. King Jesus. King Jesus is alive. Resurrected one, he's shining like the sun, breaking through our fear. Victory is here. Oh, he's risen, he's risen, he's us glorified. He's risen, King Jesus, Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. He's risen. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, death, where is your sting? Conquered by our King He's risen He's risen Forever glorified He is risen He's risen King Jesus is alive oh, He's risen He's risen Forever glorified He 
Jesus is alive. Amen, everybody. Amen. Thank you, Ron. That was awesome. So good to see you all today. Um, we're just so excited. I just want to let you know I'm getting texts and emails from everybody saying we're opening on April 11th. So if you, did, if you didn't catch that announcement last week, we are opening, uh, reopening indoors on April 11th. So it's so exciting. Uh, so, okay, just a few announcements today. Easter, whoa. It's cool. Can, can anyone hear me? Are we back on? Okay. Uh, so Easter, today is Palm Sunday. That makes next Sunday Resurrection Sunday. It's very exciting. We've got the tomb that's already built. We've got actors and a play and a cast. We're going to have a live resurrection of Jesus next week starring, uh, we've got Anthony Thibodeau. We've got Bindi Macias. We've got Vanessa. We've got Margaret. Um, so that's going to be really exciting. You're not going to want to miss that. We have a gospel singer, Janice Davis, who's going to be performing for us. We have Easter baskets for all the kids and the youth. Um, uh, and one thing about next week, we're going to have a lot of visitors. That's what we're expecting. So um, we're asking, if you're able to do so, if you can park out in the front um, on the street and then come and sit on the lawn with your chairs, we would really appreciate that. We want to make sure we have enough room in the parking lot for any visitors because they may not be familiar with us and they they may you know prefer to park in their cars until they get to know us a little bit better so um, if you can do that we would really really appreciate it park on the street if you're able to do so and then sit uh, with a chair on the lawn uh, okay and then like I said we're opening April 11th it's very exciting we're still gonna continue with masks and social distancing inside the chairs are gonna be six feet apart separated six feet apart I mean you can sit with your family group, obviously, but you know we're going to try and have households separated six feet apart inside. I, I want to encourage you, also remind you, the same guidelines apply. Like if, if you're sick or you have any type of symptoms that demonstrate that you're sick, we ask that you please stay home. Uh, we don't want to be accidentally spreading that to anyone else. Even though the case count is very low right now here in LA County, we still just want to make sure that we're not getting anyone else sick. Also, we've decided the youth and elementary lessons are going to be in person, and they're going to be on the lawn. So we'll probably have a couple pop-ups for um, the kids and for the youth here on the lawn. And then also we've gotten a game table uh, for them so they can have some fun. It's like uh, Bill's going to show a picture for everyone at home. It's like basketball, hockey, foosball, ping pong, and pool, like billiards. Um, so that way they can have some fun. Uh, and still be safe uh, here on the lawn. Uh, and then, so just to let you know, elementary and youth, this is the last time we're going to be doing elementary and youth lessons online on Facebook and YouTube. They're going to be, um, today at 12.30, Margaret's going to teach on Jesus to the rescue. And then I'm going to be teaching press in here on the lawn. So all the youth are welcome to stay afterwards to watch. I'm going to interview Bindi. And Vanessa's going to play a game with me where we try and fit as many marshmallow peeps in our mouth as possible. I kind of stole it from Sully, but it was a really good idea, and I figured for Easter we could kind of redo it. Um, I'm told you can't fit very many in your mouth, so. But I'm going to, like, really try and stuff it in there. I'm going to cram it in there and see if I can beat Sully. How many did you do? Four? Five? Four. Okay, he did four. Full-size marshmallows. Well, these are full-size peeps, so. 
Um, okay, so definitely stick around for that. We also have some Easter candy uh, to distribute to everyone. It's the candy that we weren't able to fit in all the Easter baskets, so we have extra candy for people if they stick around at 12.30. And Sully and Karen are here um, to say goodbye to all the youth. Um, we're so thankful for everything that they did for us and, and teaching us over the last year under very difficult circumstances. Um, so they just wanted to be here to say goodbye. So, um, you know, you can say goodbye to them. They are, my dad mentioned, Sully started a full-time job as a teacher, and Karen started a full, is going to be starting a full-time PH, master's PhD program, and they're getting married. So it was just a little much for them, just a little much. I texted one of the parents, and they were like, wow, amen. Yeah, you need to focus on that. Um, so anyway, we're excited for them, and we just wanted to give them a send-off today. And then... Um, Holy Spirit fire and Holy Spirit and fire prayer. This is really exciting. There's a lot of people who've been coming at 12:30 to pray on Tuesdays. We're going to be doing it again this March 30th at 12:30 uh, here at the church inside. Uh, we'll be social distancing. Um, this week we're also going to be talking about discovering God through His Word. And the thing that's important about that is we need to be engaging in thoughtful study of the Word of God. Coming to church every week is good. But it's really not enough. We can't just come to church and kind of let the word of God just kind of roll over us like a wave and be passive about it. We have to be really active in making sure we're understanding and learning about the word of God. So we're going to be talking about that this week in prayer. And then lastly, offering. Um, there's a box there if you want to give your tithes and offerings. You can give online. Um, it's uh, New Heart, N-E-W-H-E-A-R-T, the number four you.com slash give dash online, or you can mail a check to 380 East Covina Boulevard in Covina, California. And now my dad is, has a um, special presentation for us all. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> he's practicing because next week he's going to be Jesus. We're going to crucify him, but lo and behold, he's going to rise again. Isn't that good news? So we're excited about that. We've been practicing. We built the tomb and everything. And you know, when you get excited about something, uh, like if you're making a movie, you know how when you go to the movies and they say, coming attractions, and they show you a preview of what's to come. So that's what we're going to do today, show you a little preview of what's to come. Are you excited about that? You know, I like to be excited. I, even, I, I went to a Dale Carnegie School of uh, Preaching, or uh, not preaching, but selling, and they had a phrase, if you act enthusiastic, then you'll be enthusiastic. You know, in other words, you've got to tell your body and your mind, get excited. Rejoice in the Lord always, Paul said. Again, I say rejoice. If you didn't get it the first time, he said, I'm going to tell you again, rejoice in the Lord. Amen? So I'm excited. So uh, Today is Palm Sunday, as Ron was saying, and when Jesus came into Jerusalem, they thought he was the son of David and he was going to restore the kingdom to the Jews and they were going to overthrow the Roman government. Amen? So they threw palm branches down, behold the king, and he rode on a donkey, showing that he was a, a king of peace. Uh, but Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world, but it's of another world where everyone can have peace and joy in his presence. We're talking about heaven. Amen. So he was the Messiah that came to redeem us of our sin. It, 
he came all the way from heaven to redeem us. And uh, the disciples and the women with him thought that Jesus would regain the throne of David and they would reign again in this earthly kingdom. But Jesus died. The apostles and the women with Jesus, who were following Jesus, were in shock and dismayed about the death of Jesus. They couldn't believe it. Jesus, the great one, the Messiah, the one that rose people from the dead, now he's dead. But now on the third day, on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the woman took the spices that they had prepared and went to the tomb. So sometimes we see the women, and behold, there she is. <laughs> Hello, young lady. What are you doing here? Hello. I'm on my way to get the women so that we can anoint the body of Jesus. Oh, he meant a lot to you. Yes, he did. Ever since I met Jesus, I felt that my life had changed. He made me feel so good about myself. And I knew that God loved me. Oh, he was so wonderful. I, I just, my heart's broken. I, I just don't know how to express the pain that I felt, the pain that I feel as we're on our way right now to anoint the body of Jesus. I, I was just thinking, I don't know what to do, except that I was hoping that someone would move that stone so that we could anoint the body of Jesus, our Lord. Anoint the body? You don't have to anoint the body. He is risen. He's not here. He's not in the tomb anymore. What, what do you mean? Jesus is alive? Yes, he rose from the dead. Remember how he told you oh. while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered unto the sinners and that he would be crucified and then on the third day he would rise again. That's right. So this is the third day. So he has risen from the dead. Oh, this is marvelous. Jesus has come back. Just as he said he would, he said, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. Oh, this is fantastic. Can we go to where Jesus is now? No, not right now, my child. You must wait till you live your life here on earth. Then he'll come and get you. And then you can be with him forever, never to be separated again. Oh, everlasting life? Oh, that is marvelous. Do you know that we are going to be with Jesus then forever and ever? And we won't be separated from him ever again. That's right. And he went to prepare mansions for you in the sky. He said, there, where I am, there you will be also. Now, <sighs> go to Galilee, as he said, and he'll meet you there with the other disciples. Okay. And I will go tell all the disciples. Oh, I'm so excited. I can hardly believe it. How about you? <laughs> That's right, family of God. Let's tell everyone about Jesus rising from the dead. There's a song that they sing, right? Go tell it on the mountain. Tell it over the hills. And tell it everywhere.
it on the mountain Over the hills And everywhere Go tell it on the mountain That Jesus Christ is here The shepherds kept their watching Oh, a silent flocks by night Behold, there out in the heavens There shone a holy light Go tell it on the mountain Over the hills and everywhere Go tell it on the mountain That Jesus Christ is here more time now. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills, and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is here. All right, go tell it on the mountain because Jesus Christ is here. Praise the Lord. Had to do a little mic check, mic exchange. All right, are you ready for the Word of God today? Yeah. I'm so excited. Say, you're so excited. I'm so excited to hear about God's word. We're going to talk about the power of God's word. Do you know that he has, his word has power? I think that's a, we, we, we take for granted the fact that God's word is so powerful. It changes things. You know, the whole world was framed by the word of God. God spoke it and it happened. But guess what? That same power that he has now resides on the inside of us. So we can change things. We can make things happen in our lives by our, the creative power that comes out of our mouth. Isn't that good? In Isaiah 55, 11, it says, So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return it to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it will prosper in the thing whereto I send it. When you send the word of God somewhere, it's going to prosper. It's going to do what the word says it's supposed to do. It'll heal your body. It'll bring peace to you. It'll bring finances, protection, whatever you need. God says, speak it. Go tell it on the mountain. Go speak to the mountain. Speak to the seas. Speak, speak, speak. God's given us a great instrument and power with his words. Amen? Amen. So Matthew 28, 18. Let me pray first. I'm, get, I'm excited, but you know what? Let me, let me make sure God is with me, all right? <laughs> I know he is, but I'm just acknowledging him. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. I ask you to, to uh, guide my mouth, my heart, to speak your words, that people be encouraged and will be uh, edified by the words that come out of my mouth. In Jesus' name we pray, and all agreed, said, Amen. Matthew 28, 18, he says, Jesus is saying this, All power in heaven and earth has been given to me. Now you go into the world. And do the same thing I did. And he says, lo, I'll be with you always, even until the end of the age. He said, I got all the power. I'm giving it to you. Isn't that nice? I know like when my son, you know, was able to drive, 
I gave him the keys. I said, all the power <laughs> that I have, all the $30,000 invested in this car, I give the power to you. <laughs> and lo, I'm with you always. <laughs> I know I went into, when we went into the uh, DMV, when he was only 16 years old, or 15 and a half, right, barely even shaving, I told the, the, the lady at the counter, are you sure you're going to let him drive? Uh, is, this, is this the right thing to do? But praise God, everything worked out. But <laughs> God gave us power over demons, power to heal the sick, power to move mountains, to, to calm the seas. He said, go you into all the world and speak it. Now, do you remember that saying when we were growing up? Sticks and stones can break your bones, but words can never hurt you. Well, you know, they used to say that, your parents used to tell you that when somebody said something evil to you and you wanted to go and beat them up, hit them over the head with something. And they would tell you that phrase and you go, oh, okay, yeah, I guess it didn't, you know, didn't hurt me physically, but, you know, emotionally, spiritually, it, it hurts, doesn't it? Uh, Jesus said it this way, or the Bible says in Ephesians, it says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearer, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. So if the Holy Spirit is grieved with the words that we say, how much more are we grieved when people come against us and say things contrary to what we want to believe or contrary to what God has told us that we're supposed to be? We're supposed to take charge of every idle word, unproductive word that comes out of our mouth. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that Jesus went 33 and a half years and never said anything wrong? Have you ever tried doing that? I, I, if you can get to noon, you, you, you're doing pretty good. You heard about the lady that was made her prayer to the Lord says, Lord, I've, I've never, I haven't said anything wrong today. I haven't had a bad thought. I've, I've kept my mind stayed on you. But I need your help now because I'm going to get out of bed and I'm going to go into the world, and face the world. And that's the way it is. You know, we have to be careful that people don't aggravate us, don't get us upset. When we go into the market and the guy behind you starts crowding you out, what do you do? Start flailing your hands and say, get back. No, <laughs> you have to be calm and uh, patient and loving and use wisdom. Praise God. Now, now God, he, his word, he has to... Uh, back up his word. The Bible says that his word is greater than his name. What does that mean? His name is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. That's his name. But he also said, I will supply all of your need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's his word. He can't take it back. You, have to, you can hold him to it. You can say, Lord, did you not say that you would provide for me? I'm looking for your provision. I receive it from you in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that you should not withhold any good gift from anybody. If it's in your power to give it, you can't hold it back. So God's got the power to give you whatever you need. He can't hold back. Amen? This is good news. You're not that excited about this. But to me, that's good news. Uh, there's a story that Kenneth Hagin tells about his, his uh, mom. She was in the hospital, and she was dying, and she was not quite 70 years old yet. And Kenneth Hagin went into the uh, hallway, and he said, Lord, uh, you had said that we have 70 years, or by reason of strength, 80. 
Now, I'm not going to get mad at you if you don't heal her. I, I'm not even going to be upset. But if you do not heal her, I'm going to remind you every day that I'm here on this earth. And when I get to heaven, I'm going to remind you for 10,000 years that you didn't fulfill your word. Now, that's pretty strong language, isn't it? I can remember when Charles was growing up and uh, he wanted to go to the park. And I said, well, Saturday we'll go to the park. And Saturday came around, and guess who remembered? <laughs> Marianne and Charles. You said, Dad, that we were going to go to the park. Okay, okay. That's my word. i got to do my word. How much more Jesus has to do his word? Praise God. Now, I came to this revelation because I was sitting at home the other day, and I was watching a video. And a guy was praying for the sick, and he, you know, he, he gave a message, and then he prayed for the sick. And he prayed and I felt in my body that I was being healed from what he was saying. And I'm thinking to myself, he's just saying words. But the words were penetrating into my heart and healing my body because he was speaking God's word. We have to speak God's word over our body. Maybe it doesn't happen right away, but you have to continue to be in faith, knowing that if you continue in faith, that he, you will receive the promise. Praise God. Now, there's power in God's word. He spoke the world into existence, didn't he? Now, what I can't understand. Now, do I look like I'm standing still? Are you all sitting still? But actually, we are rotating on the earth's axis going 1,000 miles an hour. Also, the whole earth is rotating around the sun going 66,000 miles per hour. And guess what? I'm not even dizzy. <laughs> I'm not even slipping off, off the earth. How is that possible? God. <laughs> the miraculous power of God. When he spoke things into existence, I don't even know how my body works. Do you know? I got 206 bones. I got four, 650 muscles. All the nerves and the tendons and everything that goes into when we see and our arms moving. God has orchestrated that. How can that be? How could he do that? And everybody's different. Everybody's got their own fingerprint, you know. Uh, and there's all kinds of different animals. There's a multitude of fishes. I don't even know how many species there are. There's 350 species of dogs or kinds of dogs. He didn't make just one dog or one cat. He made 350. So, so God's creative. He, he can take care of whatever is concerning you. He knows what you need before you even ask. Praise God. Now, the universe, amazingly so, Sully, if you, and, and Karen, you're going to get a PhD, so I know you know this. <laughs> there is no end to the galaxy. God spoke it, and it's still going out. They can't measure it. They measure it, and then they get another microscope. Oh, no, it's farther than that. It just keeps going. It keeps expanding. God said, let there be light. There was light. He said, let there be sun. And the sun has been shining for how many years? Well, at least 6,000 plus Amen? His, sign, his words make a difference. Now, I remember this father was with one of his sons inside, and he told the one son, go tell your son or your brother out there to come on inside now. So he, the one son went out to the door and said, hey, come on inside now. And the other brother didn't even listen to him. He came back and he said, dad, he wouldn't listen to me. He said, go tell him that dad said, to come in here. So he went to the door and said, hey, dad, <laughs> I mean, uh, brother, uh, dad said to come on in here. And lo and behold, he came in. God has given us 
uh, his name, Jesus. And when we use his name, demons have to flee, sickness has to go, you know, things have to happen. Amen? So, you know, I don't watch Italian movies. I was telling Ron, I don't watch Italian movies. Why? I've lived it, okay? <laughs> I have an Italian family in New York. And uh, we used to have to go there every summer for 20 years and hear this stuff and uh, all this uh, broken English. And uh, <laughs> I can remember I'm sitting in the living room and my Aunt Terry, she tells her son, Jimmy, go tell Anthony upstairs to come on down for dinner. He goes, okay. Anthony, come down here. <laughs> Aunt Terry slaps him. What are you doing? I could have done that. I wanted you to go up and tell him. So <laughs> that's why I don't watch the time. I've lived it. I, I already know it. But I know that when you speak it, things happen. The centurion told Jesus, you don't need to come into my house. Speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. God watches over his word to perform it. Praise God. So we have to know that we have power. And once you can find it in the Bible, if God did it for someone else, he can do it for you. It's called a precedent. It means something that has preceded before you and there was a judgment. And then you can believe God will do the same thing for you. So whenever I get into a mind or some trouble, I look to the Bible. Okay, let's see. Did God do something for I remember one time uh, my wife and I, we, we, we had a house, a big house, and we had some of the kids that stayed with us. And uh, we were... Uh, you know, they would pay us rent. And so we just did the terms of the lease or the mortgage, and uh, I, I told a little white lie. I know. I repented, though. So I went to the, uh, <laughs> I went to the Bible and go, what does it say about white lies? Let me see if I can find a white lie in here anywhere. Oh, Abraham told a little white lie when he said that his, his uh, wife was his sister. Hmm. And then what happened to him? Well, God came and, and he told the other, the Abimelech, uh, don't harm him. Let him go and his wife. So I said, okay, that sounds good. So I went to the, the mortgage lender and I said, I, 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 I kind of misspoke. <laughs> and I said this, but I really meant that. She said, don't worry about it. We'll put it through. I said, hallelujah. Glory to God. I found precedent. <laughs> I found God did it for, he overlooked some people's faults, amen, when you repent, amen? So that's good. So the words that you speak, they're life. Do you know that? They make things happen. And when I go and hear a message, if I hear, a, if I'm visiting somewhere and I hear someone speak, I listen to what, not only what they're saying, but the spirit with which they're speaking. Do you do that? If you're sitting there and you don't feel the anointing or you don't feel the power or the, if it's not ministering to you, you wonder like, hmm, anybody can quote the word of God. But when you have it with an anointing and a power and a, a residence in your, in your spirit, it makes a difference. The anointing breaks the yoke, right? If you've lived it and you can preach it and you know it's so, it makes a difference in a person's life. So another story. And uh, there's this uh, lady that cuts hair, and Rosie told us about it. So we went there, my wife and I. And uh, so I went there to pick up something from my wife. And she said just one phrase. She said, your thing's over there on the counter. 
And like, oh, it just hit me the wrong way. You ever been that way? Where, where somebody says something to you and it just hits you the wrong way? You go like, whoa, what is that? I'm not getting any nods. You, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Now, a father knows that when they bring in a, 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 a suitor for their daughter. They go, I don't like that guy. Why, Daddy? He's nice. No, I just don't trust him. I don't like the way he is. <laughs> he's, he's sensing it in the spirit. Praise the Lord. You know, it's kind of like my wife and I sometimes will cook salmon, uh, fishy, fishy sam- salmon. And uh, my, my son, he doesn't like the smell of salmon. So we cooked it, and we did all that we could to keep that smell out. Opened up the windows, the doors, put on the fan, you know, did all this stuff. Got the Lysol, sprayed it. I looked at it, do you smell anything? No, I don't smell anything. Do you? No. Charles comes in, two, two feet inside the door. Did you guys cook fish today? <laughs> yeah, how could you tell? It's all over here. So what's in your spirit resonates to other people. And so you want to have a good spirit about you. Praise God. Amen. Now, I'm going to give you a rapid fire, 10 benefits to our lives that are derived from the word of God. Are you ready for this? Bindi, I know you are. She's got her notebook. She's ready to go. Now, this is going to be like kind of rapid fire. You know, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but there's 10. And hopefully you'll get excited. Hopefully you'll feel the anointing, the presence, the power of the Lord in these things. And you'll get excited and you'll want to read the word of God and you'll want to speak the word of God with boldness. Amen? Can I get an amen? (laughs) Amen. All right. Thank you. All right. I'll be excited for you and for me, okay? I'll help you out. Okay. First, First, it is the source of salvation, the word of God is. In Romans 1.16, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. Do you know that God saved you because he said he would? He just, it's in the word of God. Remember when, you, when someone came to you and said, God loves you? How do you know? It says it right here. God wants to save you. How do you know? It says it right here. God wants to forgive you. Really? He, does he know what I did? Yeah, he says he forgives everything and throws it into the sea of forgetfulness. The word of God will tell you how God feels about you. And some people say, well, I, I don't know if he can forgive me of that sin. Well, then are you calling him a liar? Are, are you saying he can't forgive that? That his blood is not strong enough to forgive you? No, you can't say that because the Bible says one thing and we believe it. So our salvation came from the word of God. Second thing, it's the source of faith. Romans 10, 17, so faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. The faith that comes from the word of God is able to overcome every situation that you're facing. It's not even your faith. It's the faith that you get from hearing the word. The word has spirit and life and power. And when it gets on the inside of you, whoo, you believe it. You're ready to do what it says it's supposed to do. Praise God for peace, for provision, for protection. Third thing, it's a source of truth. If you abide, Romans 8, 31, if you abide in me, my words, oh, no, if you abide in me, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Glory to God. (laughs) Doesn't matter what people say, I know what the Bible says. 
Amen? You know, I listen to some guys on the radio, so, and just this last week, I'm saying, what are you talking about? They're saying, well, God puts sickness on you to teach you something. I don't think so. That's not what the Bible says. You're just talking out of your head. He said, well, well God does things for you so that you can experience and experience God's comfort so you can comfort others. No, that, you're not saying it right. <laughs> I said, no, I turned that thing off. I don't want to hear that. If you miss that up and you keep going on, I don't want, I know the truth and the truth shall set me free. I heard it this way. If God is trying to teach you something, go ahead and learn it and get, get on with your life, right? Amen. You don't have to be sick forever. Okay, number four, it's the source of all spiritual food. You know, we eat, the Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, Matthew 4, 4. Our spirits need to be fed just like our bodies do. I know I eat three times a day, at least. There's some snacks in between. Actually, I only eat one, one meal all day long. It's <laughs> basically what it is. I'm, I'm, you know, you heard about the guy, the minister, he said, pray for my son. He's on a life support system. But what is it? It's the refrigerator. It's <laughs> he can't pull himself away from it. Amen? We got a nice new refrigerator, so every time we walk by, we go like, hmm, I think, I sh I think I'll partake. <laughs> Amen. So just like our bodies need to be uh, fed, our spirits. I was talking to one guy that's going to be doing our carpet, and I said, you're a Christian, are you? And he goes, yes. I go, well, where do you fellowship? He goes, well, I don't just fellowship around. You know, I talk to people. I don't really go to church. I go, well, how do you get fed? He goes, well, I guess I'm kind of starving. <laughs> I go, that's true. So he's going to come hopefully next week. Praise God. Okay, fifth, what do we got here? So we know, we know that uh, it's a source of salvation, source of faith, source of truth, source of spiritual food, and it's a source of growth. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. 1 Peter 2.2. 2. We are supposed to grow, not be crybabies, not have temper tantrums when we don't get our own way. Anybody out there? I just don't know why they said that. I don't know why they left me behind. They didn't include me. They didn't talk to me. What happened? When, do we get bent out of shape when we have to help someone that you told them over and over again, if you don't do it this way, you're going to be in trouble, and then they ask you for help? Do you get bent out of shape? You made your bed, go ahead and lie in it. No, you have to be mature. Forgive one another, amen? Love one another, even if they said bad things about you. Praise God. And people say bad things about each other. I, I, I don't know if maybe I can pull the wool over, you know, out from over, over your eyes. People always say bad things about people. That's just the way it is. They, I don't know. Have you ever said anything bad about anybody out there? I'm not going to get any amens, but I know you have. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Put, put those stones down, okay? It's okay. I, I got a couple more. Okay, six. It is a source of victory over sin. Your word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. Psalms 119, verse 11. When you get tempted, and we all get tempted, the word of God has to rise up on the inside of you and correct you and teach you how to live in godliness. Amen? I was visiting a, a couple yesterday, and Matthew's brothers called me, and they said, okay, we're ready to deliver that couch that you want. I go, 
I already have, you already delivered it. <laughs> but in my mind, I was thinking, I could get a free couch right here. I could sell it and make thousands of dollars. Just for a bleeding, uh, you know, a fleeting second. But we all have these fleeting seconds, don't we? We all have these things that we have to ignore, go over, you know, push aside. If you've been on the Internet, if you've been on the computer, there's things that flash by that you have to just click and get away, get out of them. Amen? So uh, the seventh thing is the source of guidance. It's a source of guidance. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalms 119. Verse 105, some people say, I don't hear God talking to me. Well, he already talked to you in his word, in the Bible. He said a plenty of things to you. Just start following those, and it will be a lamp until your feet. In other words, you know how to make one step. You do that step, and then he'll show you the rest of the pathway if you keep walking. What's the first step? Walk in his love, his forgiveness, his holiness, prayer. You know, study of the word. Do what he's told you to. And, you know, I, I had a, fr uh, I, I met this minister. We went to a conference when I was younger. And this guy was noted for that he would, he could preach and he would walk off the platform in midair. A and then he, he'd be preaching and then he'd come back. I've, I've heard other people that, that had that happen to him too. And so, uh, not at that time, but another time I saw him at a, at a little gathering of pastors and I asked him, I said, how do you do that? How can you minister and be in the spirit like that? And you know what he told me? I thought I'd get some great revelation. He said, son, just keep reading your Bible and praying. And God will show you everything that you need to know. I went, wow. Not that profound, but you know what? <laughs> That's the way it is. Okay, number eight, we're getting towards the close. Last three. It is the source of answered prayer. Now, if you haven't written these down, you can go back and, and watch it on the video, and you can, you can have them for you. It's a source of answered prayer. The Bible says in John 15, 7, actually Jesus said, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will, and it will be done for you by my Father. And when I first read that, when I first got saved, I said, You mean all I have to do is read the Bible, put the word on the inside of me, and the things that I say or ask will be answered and given to me? I took him up on that, and when I'm doing that, when I'm in the Word constantly, continually, the things, I, I barely even have to ask, and they're already there. Why? That's his promise. Th this is a benefit for reading the Bible. He said, I'll answer your prayers. C this is amar amazing, isn't it? We have all these steps that you have to do. Just do this, John 15, 7. Let your words abide in me, and my words abide in you. Then you can ask what you will. Glory to God. Uh, last two, it's a source of healing. Do you know that the word of God will heal you? You don't need to go to a prayer meeting. You don't need to, uh, you know, call nine, you know, all the hotlines. You can get healed just in your own living room. In Proverbs 4, 20 through 22, and I read this just about every day. My son, and I say, yes, daddy, says, attend to my words, incline your ear to my sayings let them not depart from your eyes keep them in the midst of your heart for they are life to those that find them and health to all your flesh keep them in the midst of your heart keep them close to your heart keep them so dear to you you know the bible says the word is like honey amen 
is sweeter than honey. And, and, and you taste and see that the Lord is good. You, and then the last thing is, it is the source of joy. It says here in Jeremiah 15, 16, your words were a joy to me and the rejoicing of my heart. <laughs> what are you talking about? He says, if you read the word, you're going to get happy. Not sad. Not, oh, I got to do my devotions today. I read my chapter. Okay, you happy, Lord? No. <laughs> it's supposed to be something that jumps off the page and gives you rejoicing. Praise God. Well, what did you, what, what's there to be rejoicing about? Well, a couple of things. His name is written in, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's good news, isn't it? He's always with us. He'll never leave us or forsake us. He's given us his name and his power. And, and we'll be with him forever. So we have to know, saints of God, as we get ready to close, the word of God is active and alive and sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God is alive. It's powerful. You can feel it. It moves on the inside of you. And then he says to take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Amen? You've got power in your mouth and in your heart. When you speak it, things will happen. God will minister through you and for you and with you. Amen? So let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank you for hearing about your word and how precious it is to you and how powerful it is and that you've given it unto us to speak it out, to see things happen in our lives. So Father, no matter what we're facing today, we believe that you are the God that is more than enough. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So I thank you, Father, for your goodness, for your love. And we thank you that you've given us your word on every situation we face. In Jesus' name we pray. And all agreed said, amen. amen. Now, if you're here or if you're listening online and you haven't accepted Jesus, you're not in the family of God, you can do that right now by just repeating after me. Say, Father God, I thank you for your son, Jesus. He died on the cross paid the price for my sins. I ask you to forgive me, come into my heart, be Lord of my life, all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. That's the greatest decision you'll ever make. Your whole life will change when you accept the Lord. Praise God. And then if you haven't, if you strayed away a little bit, the Lord can bring you back by his word. And his word says that he... Uh, He's a father to the fatherless. He's a, he reaches out to those that are brokenhearted. So if that's you, just repeat after me. Say, Father God, I come to you. I ask you for your forgiveness. I ask you to come into my heart again. Be Lord of my life. Receive me into your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What is it? What's happening next week? It's Easter Resurrection Sunday. We'll see you here at 1030. God bless you. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. It's 
blind, but now I see it's grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. The precious grace that appears, the hour I first my chains are gonna be set free my God my Savior has ransomed me and like the flood His mercy reigns amazing grace amazing grace has promised good for me my word and hope secure will my portion be the hour my life endures my chains are gone Set free, my Savior God has ransomed me, and like the flood, mercy reigns, and ending love, amazing grace. My chains are gone, I will be set free. My Savior God has ransomed me Like the flood His mercy reigns Ending love, amazing grace Now go out this week and think about God Think about what He did for us What He did and He died for you Y'all have a great Sunday. Thank you for being here. Just a note, uh, Margaret is not going to be able to teach the elementary lesson until later this afternoon around uh, 2 o'clock um, because I have to do the youth here on the lawn, youth and young adult, and then we're going to do play practice. So just wanted to give that note. I forgot to mention that uh, earlier. Uh, so you can look out for that later this afternoon. All right. Thanks, everybody, and have a great rest of your Sunday.